The Gospel of Luke, chapters 5 through 9, from the 20th century New Testament. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by J. A. Carter, www.authenticlight.org. The 20th Century New Testament, by a company of about 20 scholars. The Gospel of Luke, chapters 5 through 9. Chapter 5 Once, when the people were pressing round Jesus as they listened to God's message, he happened to be standing by the shore of the lake of Gennesaret, and saw two boats close to the shore. The fishermen had gone away from them, and were washing the nets. So, getting into one of the boats, which belonged to Simon, Jesus asked him to push off a little way from the shore, and then sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Push off into deep water, and all throw out your nets for a haul. We've been hard at work all night, sir, answered Simon, and have not caught anything. But at your bidding I will throw out the nets. They did so, and enclosed such a great shoal of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them and they came and filled both the boats so full of fish that they were almost sinking. When Simon Peter saw this, he threw himself down at Jesus' knees, exclaiming, Master, leave me, for I am a sinful man. For he and all who were with him were lost in amazement at the haul of fish which they had made, and so too were James and John, Zebediah's sons, who were Simon's partners. Do not be afraid, Jesus said to Simon, from today you shall catch men. And when they had brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed him. On one occasion, Jesus was staying in a town where he saw a man who was covered with leprosy. When the leper saw Jesus, he threw himself on his face and implored his help. Master, if only you are willing, you are able to make me clean. Stretching out his hand, Jesus touched him, saying as he did, I am willing become clean. Instantly the leprosy left the man, and then Jesus impressed upon him that he was not to say a word to any one. But, he added, set out and show yourself to the priest, and make the offerings for your cleansing in the manner directed by Moses as evidence of your cure. However, the story about Jesus spread all the more, and great crowds came together to listen to him and to be cured of their illnesses. But Jesus used to withdraw to lonely places and pray. On one of those days, when Jesus was teaching, some Pharisees and doctors of the law were sitting nearby. They had come from all the villages in Galilee and Judea, and from Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was upon Jesus so that he could work cures. And there some men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed. They tried to get him in and lay him before Jesus, but finding no way of getting him in, owing to the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him through the tiles with his pallet into the middle of the people and in front of Jesus. When he saw their faith, Jesus said, Friend, your sins have been forgiven you. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees began debating about this. Who is this man who speaks so blasphemously, they asked? Who can forgive sins except God? When Jesus became aware of the way in which they were debating, he turned to them and exclaimed, what are you debating with yourselves? Which is easier, to say, Your sins have been forgiven you, or to say, Get up and walk about? But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins, 
here he spoke to the paralyzed man to you i say get up and take up your pallet and go to your home instantly the man stood up before their eyes took up what he had been lying on and went to his home praising god the people one and all were lost in amazement and praised god and in great awe they said we have seen marvelous things today after this jesus went out and noticed a tax collector named levi sitting in the tax office and said to him follow me levi left everything and got up and followed him and levi gave a great entertainment at his house in honor of jesus and a large number of tax gatherers and others were at table with them the pharisees and the teachers of the law belonging to their party complained of this to the disciples of jesus why do you eat and drink with tax gatherers and outcasts in answer jesus said it is not those who are well that need a doctor but those who are ill i have not come to call the religious but the outcast to repent john's disciples they said to jesus often fast and say prayers and so do the disciples of the pharisees while yours are eating and drinking but jesus answered them can you make the bridegroom's friends fast while the bridegroom is with them but the day will come a time when the bridegroom will be parted from them and they will fast then when those days come then as an illustration jesus said to them no man ever tears a piece from a new garment and puts it upon an old one for if he does he will not only tear the new garment but the piece from the new one will not match the old and no man puts new wine into old wineskins for if he does the new wine will burst the skins and the wine itself will run out and the skins be lost but new wine must be put into fresh skins no man after drinking old wine wishes for new no he says the old is excellent chapter six one sabbath jesus was walking through cornfields and his disciples were picking the ears of wheat and rubbing them in their hands and eating them why are you doing what it is not allowable to do on the sabbath asked some of the pharisees jesus's answer was have you not read even of what david did when he was hungry he and his companions that he went into the house of god and took the consecrated bread and ate it and gave some to his companions though only the priests are allowed to eat it then jesus added the son of man is lord even of the sabbath on another sabbath jesus went into the synagogue and taught and there was a man there whose right hand was withered the teachers of the law and the pharisees watched jesus closely to see if he would work cures on the sabbath so that they might find a charge to bring against him jesus however knew what was in their minds and said to the man whose hand was withered stand up and come out into the middle the man stood up and jesus said to them i ask you is it allowable to do good on the sabbath or harm to save a life or let it perish then looking round at them all he said to the man stretch out your hand the man did so and his hand had become sound but the teachers of the law and the pharisees were goaded to madness and consulted together what they could do to jesus now about that time jesus went out up the hill to pray and spent the whole night in prayer to god when day came he summoned his disciples and chose twelve of them whom he also named apostles they were simon whom jesus also named peter and his brother andrew james john philip bartholomew matthew thomas 
James, son of Alphaeus, Simon, known as the Zealot, Judas, son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who proved a traitor. Afterwards, Jesus came down the hill with them and took his stand on a level place. With him were a large crowd of his disciples, and great numbers of people from the whole of Judea, Jerusalem, and the coast district of Tyre and Sidon, who had come to hear him and to be restored to health. Those two who were troubled with foul spirits were cured, and every one in the crowd was trying to touch him, because a power went out from him, which restored them all. Then, raising his eyes and looking at his disciples, Jesus spoke as follows. Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you shall be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you shall laugh. Blessed are you when men hate you, and when they expel you from among them, and taunt you, and reject your name as an evil thing, on account of the Son of Man. Then, indeed, you may be glad and dance for joy, for be sure that your reward in heaven will be great, for that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But alas for you who are rich, for you have had your comforts in full. Alas for you who are sated now, for you will hunger. Alas for you who laugh now, for you will mourn and weep. Alas for you when all men speak well of you, for this is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. But to you who hear, I say, love your enemies, show kindness to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who insult you. When a man gives one of you a blow on the cheek, offer the other cheek as well. And when anyone takes away your cloak, do not keep back your coat either. Give to everyone who asks of you, and when anyone takes away what is yours, do not demand its return. Do to others as you wish them to do to you. If you love only those who love you, what thanks will be due to you? Why, even the outcasts love those who love them. For if you show kindness only to those who show kindness to you, what thanks will be due to you? Even the outcasts do that. If you lend only to those from whom you expect to get something, what thanks will be due to you? Even the outcasts lend to the outcast in the hope of getting as much in return. But love your enemies and show them kindness, and lend to them, never despairing. Then your reward shall be great, and you shall be sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the thankless and the bad. Learn to be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and others will give to you. A generous measure, pressed and shaken down and running over, will they pour into your lap, for the measure that you meet will be meted out to you in return. Then, speaking in parables, Jesus said, Can one blind man guide another? Will they not both fall into a ditch? A scholar is not above his teacher, yet every finished scholar shall be like his teacher. And why do you look at the straw in your brother's eye, while you pay no attention at all to the beam in your own? How can you say to your brother, Brother, let me take out the straw in your eye, while you yourself do not see the beam in your own? Hypocrite! Take out the beam from your own eye first, and then you will see clearly how to take out the straw in your brother's. There is no such thing as a good tree bearing worthless fruit, or, on the other hand, a worthless tree bearing good fruit. 
for every tree is known by its own fruit people do not gather figs off thorn bushes or pick a bunch of grapes off a bramble a good man from the good stores of his heart brings out what is good while a bad man from his bad stores brings out what is bad for what fills a man's heart will rise to his lips why do you call me master master and yet fail to do what i tell you everyone who comes to me and listens to my teaching and acts upon it i will show you to whom he may be compared he may be compared to a man building a house who dug and went deep and laid the foundation upon the rock then when a flood came the river swept down upon that house but had no power to shake it because it had been built well but those who have listened and not acted upon what they have heard may be compared to a man who built a house on the ground without any foundation the river swept down upon it and the house immediately collapsed and great was the crash that followed chapter seven when jesus had brought to a conclusion all that he then had to say to the people he entered capernaum a captain in the roman army had a slave whom he valued and who was seriously ill almost to the point of death and hearing about jesus he sent some jewish counselors to him with the request that he would come and save his slave's life when they found jesus they earnestly implored him to do so he is a man who deserves that you should show him this favor they said for he is devoted to our nation and himself built our synagogue for us so jesus went with them but when he was no great distance from the house the captain sent some friends with the message do not trouble yourself sir for i am unworthy to receive you under my roof that is why i did not even venture to come to you myself but speak and let my manservant be cured for i myself am a man under the orders of others with soldiers under me and if i say to one of them go he goes and to another come he comes and to my slave do this he does it jesus was surprised to hear these words from him and turning to the crowd which was following him he said i tell you nowhere in israel have i met with such faith as this and when the messengers returned to the house they found the slave recovered shortly after jesus went to a town called nain his disciples and a great crowd going with him just as he approached the gate of the town there was a dead man being carried out for burial an only son and his mother was a widow a large number of the people of the town were with her when he saw her the master was moved with compassion for her and he said to her do not weep then he went up and touched the bier and the bearers stopped and jesus said young man i am speaking to you rise the dead man sat up and began to talk and jesus restored him to his mother everyone was awestruck and began praising god a great prophet has risen among us they said and god has visited his people and this story about jesus spread all through judea and in the neighboring countries as well all these events were reported to john by his disciples so he summoned two of them and sent them to the master to ask are you the coming one or are we to look for someone else when these men found jesus they said john the baptist has sent us to you to ask are you the coming one or are we to look for somebody else at that very time jesus had cured many people of diseases afflictions and wicked spirits and had given many blind people their sight so his answer to the question was 
Go and report to John what you have witnessed and heard. The blind recover their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are made clean, and the deaf hear, the dead are raised to life, the good news is told to the poor. And blessed is the man who finds no hindrance in me. When John's messengers had left, Jesus, speaking to the crowds, began to say with reference to John, What did you go out into the wilderness to look at? A reed waving in the wind? If not, what did you go out to see? A man dressed in rich clothing? Why, those who are accustomed to fine clothes and luxury live in royal palaces. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and far more than a prophet. This is the very man of whom Scripture says, Behold, I am sending my messenger before thy face, and he shall prepare thy way before thee. There is, I tell you, no one born of a woman who is greater than John. And yet the lowest in the kingdom of God is greater than he. All the people, when they heard this, and even the tax-gatherers, having accepted John's baptism, acknowledged the justice of God. But the Pharisees and the students of the law, having rejected John's baptism, frustrated God's purpose in regard to them. To what then, Jesus continued, shall I compare the people of this present generation? What are they like? They are like some little children who are sitting in the marketplace and calling out to one another, We have played the flute for you, but you have not danced. We have wailed, but you have not wept. For now that John the Baptist has come, not eating bread or drinking wine, you are saying, He has a demon in him. And now that the Son of Man has come, eating and drinking, you are saying, Here is a glutton and a wine-drinker, a friend of tax-gatherers and outcasts. And yet wisdom is vindicated by all her children. One of the Pharisees asked Jesus to dine with him. So Jesus went to his house and took his place at table. Just then a woman, who was an outcast in the town, having ascertained that Jesus was at table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster jar of perfume and placed herself behind Jesus near his feet, weeping. Then she began to make his feet wet with her tears, and she dried them with the hair of her head, repeatedly kissing his feet and anointing them with the perfume. When the Pharisee, who had invited Jesus, saw this, he said to himself, Had this man been the prophet, he would have known who and what sort of woman this is who is touching him, and that she is an outcast. But addressing him, Jesus said, Simon, I have something to say to you. Pray do so, teacher, Simon answered. And Jesus began, There were two people who were in debt to a moneylender. One owed fifty pounds and the other five. And as they were unable to pay, he forgave them both. Which of them do you think will love him the more? I suppose, answered Simon, it will be the man to whom he forgave the greater debt. You are right, said Jesus. And then turning to the woman, he said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I came into your house. You gave me no water for my feet. But she has made my feet wet with tears and dried them with her hair. You did not give me one kiss, but she, from the moment I came in, has not ceased to kiss my feet. You did not anoint even my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with perfume. And for this I tell you her sins, many as they are, have been pardoned, because she has loved greatly. But one who has little pardoned him loves but little. Then he said to the woman, 
your sins have been pardoned. On this, those at table began to say to one another, Who is this man who even pardons sins? But Jesus said to the woman, Your faith has delivered you. Go, and peace be with you. Chapter 8 Shortly afterwards, Jesus went on a journey through the towns and villages, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. With him went the twelve, as well as some women who had been cured of wicked spirits and of infirmities. They were Mary, known as Mary of Magdala, from whom seven demons had been expelled, and Joanna, the wife of Herod's steward, Cusa, and Susanna, and many others, all of whom ministered to Jesus and his apostles out of their means. Once, when a great crowd was collecting, and when the people of town after town were flocking to Jesus, he spoke to them in the form of a parable. The sower went out to sow his seed. And as he was sowing, some of the seed fell along the path and was trodden upon, and the wild birds ate it up. Other seed fell upon rock, and as soon as it began to grow, having no moisture, withered away. Other seed fell in the middle of brambles, but the brambles grew up with it and choked it entirely. Other seed fell into rich soil, and grew and gave a hundredfold return. After saying this, Jesus cried aloud, Let him who has ears to hear with, hear. His disciples asked Jesus the meaning of this parable. To you, he said, the knowledge of the hidden truths of the kingdom of God has been imparted, but to others in parables only, that though they have eyes they may not see, and though they have ears they may not understand. This is the parable. The seed is God's message. By the seed which fell along the path are meant those who hear the message, but then comes the devil and carries away the message from their minds to prevent their believing it and being saved. By the seed which fell upon the rock are meant those who, as soon as they hear the message, welcome it joyfully, but they have no root and believe it only for a time, and when the time of temptation comes they draw back. By that which fell among the brambles are meant those who hear the message but who, as they go on their way, are completely choked by this world's cares and wealth and pleasures, and bring nothing to perfection. But by that in the good ground are meant those who, having heard the message, keep it in the good, rich soil of their hearts, and patiently yield a return. No man sets light to a lamp, and then covers it with a bowl, or puts it underneath a couch, but he puts it on a lampstand, so that any one who comes in may see the light, Nothing is hidden which will not be brought into the light of day, nor ever kept hidden which will not some day become known and come into the light of day. Take care, then, how you listen, for to all those who have more will be given, while from all those who have nothing, even what they seem to have, will be taken away. Presently Jesus's mother and brothers came where he was, but they were not able to join him on account of the crowd. So word was brought to him, your mother and your brothers are standing outside wanting to see you. His reply, spoken to them all, was, My mother and my brothers are those who listen to God's teaching and do what it bids. One day, about that time, Jesus got into a boat with his disciples and said to them, Let us go across the lake. So they put off. While they were sailing, Jesus fell asleep. A squall swept down upon the lake and their boat was filling, and they were in danger. So the disciples came and roused him. Sir, sir, they cried, we are lost. 
Jesus rose and rebuked the wind and the rushing waves, and they fell, and a calm followed. Where is your faith? he exclaimed. But in great awe and amazement they said to one another, Who can this be, that he commands even the winds and the waves, and they obey him? And they reached the country of the Gerasenes, which is on the opposite side to Galilee. And on getting ashore, Jesus met a man who had demons in him coming out of the town. For a long time this man had worn no clothing, and he had not lived in a house but in the tombs. Catching sight of Jesus, he shrieked out and threw himself down before him, and in a loud voice exclaimed, What do you want with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beseech you not to torment me. For Jesus was commanding the foul spirit to come out from the man. On many occasions it had seized him, and even when secured with chains and fetters and watched, he would break through anything that bound him and be driven by the demon into the wilds. What is your name? Jesus asked. Legion, he answered, for many demons had taken possession of him, and the demons begged Jesus not to order them away into the bottomless pit. There was a drove of many pigs close by, feeding upon the hillside, and the demons begged Jesus to give them leave to enter into them. Jesus gave them leave. They came out from the man and took possession of the pigs, and the drove rushed down the steep slope into the lake and were drowned. When the men who tended them saw what had happened, they ran away and carried the news to the town and to the country round. The people went out to see what had happened, and when they came to Jesus they found the man from whom the demons had gone out, sitting clothed and in his right mind at Jesus' feet, and they were awestruck. Those who had seen it told them how the possessed man had been delivered, upon which all the people in the neighborhood of the Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them, for they were terrified. Jesus got into a boat and returned. The man from whom the demons had gone out begged Jesus to let him be with him, but Jesus sent him away. Go back to your home, he said, and relate the story of all that God has done for you. So the man went through the whole town and proclaimed as he went all that Jesus had done for him. On his return, Jesus was welcomed by the people, for every one was looking out for him. And a man named Jairus, who was the president of the synagogue, came to Jesus, and threw himself at Jesus' feet with entreaties that he would come to his house, because his only daughter, who was about twelve years old, was dying. As Jesus was going, the people were pressing closely round him. And a woman, who had suffered from hemorrhage for twelve years, and whom no one could cure, came up behind and touched the tassel of his cloak. Instantly, the hemorrhage ceased. Who was it that touched me? Jesus asked. And while everyone was denying having done so, Peter exclaimed, Why, sir, the people are crowding round you and pressing upon you. Somebody touched me, said Jesus, for I felt that power had gone out from me. Then the woman, when she saw that she was discovered, came forward trembling and threw herself down before him and in presence of all the people she told him her reason for touching him, and that she had been cured instantly. Daughter, he said, your faith has delivered you. Go, and peace be with you. Before he had finished speaking, someone came from the house of the president of the synagogue and said, Your daughter is dead. Do not trouble the teacher further. But Jesus, hearing this, spoke to the president, Do not be afraid. Only have faith, and she shall yet be delivered. When he reached the house, he did not allow anyone to go in with him except Peter, John, and James, and the child's father and mother. 
and everyone was weeping and mourning for her. Do not weep, Jesus said. She is not dead. She is asleep. They began to laugh at him, for they knew that she was dead. But, taking her by the hand, Jesus said in a loud voice, Child, rise. The child's spirit returned to her, and she instantly stood up, and Jesus ordered them to give her something to eat. Her parents were amazed, but Jesus impressed on them that they were not to tell anyone what had happened. Chapter 9 Jesus called the twelve together, and gave them power and authority over all demons, as well as to cure diseases. He sent them out as his messengers to proclaim the kingdom of God and to work cures. Do not, he said to them, take anything for your journey, not even a staff or a bag or bread or any silver or a change of clothes with you. Whatever house you go to stay in, remain there and leave from that place. If people do not welcome you, as you leave that town, shake even the dust off your feet as a protest against them. Then they set out and went from village to village, telling the good news and curing people everywhere. Prince Herod heard of all that was happening and was perplexed, because it was said by some that John must be risen from the dead. Some again said that Elijah had appeared, and others that one of the old prophets had risen again. But Herod himself said, John I beheaded, but who is this of whom I hear such things? And he endeavored to see him. When the apostles returned, they related to Jesus all that they had done. Then Jesus retired privately to a town called Bethsaida, taking the apostles with him. But the people recognized him and followed him in crowds. And Jesus welcomed them and spoke to them about the kingdom of God while he cured those who were in need of help. The day was drawing to a close when the twelve came up to him and said, Send the crowd away so that they may make their way to the villages and farms round about and find themselves lodgings and provisions, for we are in a lonely spot here. But Jesus said, It is for you to give them something to eat. We have not more than five loaves and two fishes, they answered, unless indeed we are to go and buy food for all these people, for the men among them were about five thousand. Get them seated in companies, was his reply, about fifty in each. This they did, and got all the people seated. Taking the five loaves and the two fishes, Jesus looked up to heaven and said the blessing over them. Then he broke them in pieces and gave them to his disciples to set before the people. Everyone had sufficient to eat, and what was left of the broken pieces was picked up, twelve baskets. Afterwards, when Jesus was alone praying, his disciples joined him, and he asked them this question. Who do the people say that I am? John the Baptist was their answer. Others, however, say that you are Elijah, while others say that one of the old prophets has risen again. But you, he went on, who do you say that I am? And to this Peter answered, The Christ of God. Jesus, however, strictly charged them not to say this to anyone. He told them that the Son of Man must undergo much suffering and be rejected by the counselors and chief priests and teachers of the law and be put to death and rise on the third day. And to all present he said, If any man wishes to walk in my steps, let him renounce self and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, and whoever for my sake loses his life, that man shall find it. What good does it do a man, if when he has gained the whole world, he has lost or forfeited himself, 
Whoever is ashamed of me and of my teaching, the Son of Man will be ashamed of him when he comes in his glory, and the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. Indeed, I tell you, some who are standing before me will not know death till they have seen the kingdom of God. About eight days after speaking these words, Jesus went up the mountain to pray, taking with him Peter, John, and James. As he was praying, the aspect of his face was changed, and his clothing became of a glittering whiteness. And all at once two men were talking with Jesus. They were Moses and Elijah, who appeared in a glorified state and spoke of his departure, which was destined to take place at Jerusalem. Peter and his companions had been overpowered by sleep, but suddenly becoming wide awake they saw Jesus glorified and the two men who were standing beside him. And as Moses and Elijah were passing away from Jesus, Peter exclaimed, Sir, it is good to be here. Let us make three tents, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. He didn't know what he was saying. And while he was speaking, a cloud came down and enveloped them, and they were afraid as they passed into the cloud. And from the cloud came a voice which said, This is my son, the chosen one. Him you must hear. And as the voice ceased, Jesus was found alone. The apostles kept silence and told no one about any of these things that they had seen. The next day, when they had come down from the mountain, a great crowd met Jesus. And just then a man in the crowd shouted out, Teacher, I entreat you to look at my son, for he is my only child. All at once a spirit will seize him, suddenly shriek out and throw him into convulsions until he foams and will leave him only when he is utterly exhausted. I entreated your disciples to drive the spirit out, but they could not. O faithless and perverse generation, Jesus exclaimed, how long must I be with you and have patience with you? Lead your son here. While the boy was coming up to Jesus, the demon dashed him down and threw him into convulsions. But Jesus rebuked the foul spirit and cured the boy and gave him back to his father. And all present were struck with awe at the majesty of God. In the midst of the general astonishment at all that Jesus was doing, he said to his disciples, Listen carefully to my words, for the Son of Man is destined to be betrayed into the hands of his fellow men. But the disciples did not understand the meaning of this. It had been concealed from them, so that they did not see it, and they were afraid to question him as to what he meant. A discussion arose among the disciples as to which of them was the greatest, and Jesus, knowing of the discussion that was occupying their thoughts, took hold of a little child and placed it beside him, and then said to them, Anyone who, for the sake of my name, welcomes even this little child, is welcoming me, and anyone who welcomes me is welcoming him who sent me as his messenger. For whoever is lowliest among you all, that man is great. Thereupon John said, Sir, we saw a man driving out demons by using your name, and we tried to prevent him, because he does not follow you with us. None of you must prevent him, Jesus said to John. He who is not against you is for you. As the days before his being taken up to heaven were growing few, Jesus set his face resolutely in the direction of Jerusalem, and he sent on messengers in advance. On their way they went into a Samaritan village to make preparations for him, but the people there did not welcome him, because his face was set in the direction of Jerusalem. 
When James and John saw this, they said, Master, do you wish us to call for fire to come down from the heavens and consume them? But Jesus turned and rebuked them, and they made their way to another village. And while they were on their way, a man said to Jesus, I will follow you wherever you go. Foxes have holes, he replied, and wild birds their roosting places, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. To another man Jesus said, Follow me. Let me first go and bury my father, said the man. But Jesus said, Leave the dead to bury their dead, but go yourself and carry far and wide the news of the kingdom of God. Master, said another, I will follow you, but first let me say good-bye to my family. But Jesus answered, No one who looks back, after putting his hand to the plough, is fitted for the kingdom of God. End of chapters 5 through 9